0: Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 344, March 18th, 2020. It was 79 degrees on this day in that great spring of 2012, eight below in 1923. No ice outs day. Uh, no ice outs. No outs. None of those things. Outs. And uh, uh, back in 1951, almost 10 inches of snow on this day.
1: <laughs> from the mayor's office above the what was house, that? On the Did you hear that? I took my of thing off. Lake,
0: it's garage logic. That is to God. On production, I tell you. Chris Reavers, director of social media. It's been a hell of a John run, boys. In the uh-huh. room, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Suchere. Well. <laughs> How are we doing, Sooch? I'm in the boathouse above the, I'm in the boathouse. Where the hell is the boathouse? On the east shore of Spoon Lake? On the Lake? east shore of Spoon Lake. Nice. And I have a window, and I've been gazing out of it, and I've, I've reached one sorry conclusion. Okay. Our lives are for naught, because some moron ate the wrong dead rat at a wet market in Wuhan, China.
2: Gross. Boom, it's done. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, I think we should share right away, don't you, Kenny? The, um, the the technical miracle that has been well you dialing in successfully to the board here at the Hubbard Studios. Now,
1: um, I think, and this is karma, because I laugh so hard at his problems, I can't hear myself at all. <laughs> I can hear.
2: Can you hear us? I can hear
1: Such. It sounds like he's pounding the microphone on yep. the table, yep. and I can hear you, but okay. I, I can't hear me well, let's at all. all.
2: How about we all do a mic check? How about that, just for the audience? Joe, why don't you give us one?
1: Bra check,
0: bra check. All right,
1: hello, Kenny. hello, bra, bra. Can you hear me, bra?
2: Hello. All right,
0: Sid's here. <laughs> good. So we're all good. Everything gonna be all right. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. Uh, let me tell you something.
1: How about now? No, oh, there still he is. I still can't hear me. <laughs>
0: Well, you could yesterday, Kenny. Yeah, I know. I know. Are you in the green room? Yeah. Where's the party? Let me tell you something. And yet, you really realize this when you're uh, you're working from the mayor's office. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that there are probably many stages of this virus that we have to uh, overcome and survive, going on to the next stage, the next stage, and the next stage. Uh, ideally to the stage where it's it's past its danger point but this initial stage this is a bad one because we're trying to get over this hype of panic that's going on right now and you realize that at home when you have some groceries brought to you by a son-in-law and they're shoved through the window oh boy oh (laughs) jeez i'm drawing the line here uh (laughs) at some point uh, it's this initial phase of, and it's raw, It's it's fraught with anxiety and the unknown. That's why this initial phase is so uh, troubling. Where do I do? Where do I go? Can I go anywhere? What? Uh, and we haven't solved that one yet. Right. We have not solved that one yet. Right. Uh, many emailers uh, are pointing out. I want to read you one that uh, I, I'm, I'm sure we can find a number of these. And I'm not suggesting that we uh, take this fellow's words. Uh, To heart, everyone must make their own decisions about their health, but it's a good email from Darren, and he writes, Hello, I've been caught in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis like everyone else. I've struggled to find supplies at stores, uh, listened to the hysteria, and have had my profession affected by it. I've asked myself, how could it really be this dangerous? So I did research. According to worldmeter.info, The COVID-19 mortality rate in Italy currently stands at 8%, in Iran 7%, Spain 4%, United States 2%, China 4%. However, these numbers are probably skewed since according to statnews.com, the actual mortality rate in China is significantly lower at 1.4%. Breaking this down equals under fifteen year old under fifteen years old have a zero percent mortality rate. Fifteen to forty four years old are zero point five percent, forty-five to sixty four years old are zero point five percent, and over sixty four years old is two point seven percent. Sure, this is significantly higher than the current annual influenza rate, but according to the Center for Infectious Disease of the U of M website. When comparing it to 1918 Spanish flu, 2-3%, H5N1 bird flu, 60%, or SARS, 4-7%, to saying this is unprecedented is a stretch. Having a disease with a 1.4% mortality is not unprecedented. People's current reaction and behavior, however, is unprecedented. To claim we are all taking these precautions to protect Aunt Sally, who is 75 and has COPD, or Billy, who has a compromised immune system, is also a flat-out untruth. Explain to me how hoarding toilet paper, medication, soap, and sanitizer helps any, uh, helps any high-risk individual. Furthermore, what precautions uh, do you take annually to prevent these same individuals from influenza or any other disease, for that matter? People's reactions are far scarier than COVID-19 ever will be. This has shown how incredibly fragile our society is. I cannot imagine people's response if something actually serious happened like a solar flare or electromagnetic pulse that shut power down nationwide. I'm guessing uh, other not-so-friendly countries are taking note on how easy it would be to truly cripple our country. Anyway, I just needed to vent. I will end by mentioning something ironic. People are now washing their hands like crazy and hoarding sanitizer to prevent a disease with a 1.4% mortality rate. By doing so, they are drying their skin, allowing cracks and sores to develop that open them up to staph infections that carry a 10% to 30% mortality rate. Definitely unprecedented times. Well, I think, he's, I think with some reason, he's trying to wrestle with the first phase, and the first phase we just talked about, our own uncertainty, anxieties, and uh, the unknown, Uh, And I would imagine there are many who are going to delve into the statistics and uh, come up with similar reactions. So far, I still think the best thing we can do, given what we do know, is this so-called staying away from people. Are we in agreement?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I had an engineer come over here this morning. Yeah, you did.
2: Why did you? You're yeah, a, uh-huh.
1: you're already a big hit on Twitter because of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. and uh, Mike also gave us the very colorful off air um, uh, portion of that uh, Well, then
0: then when we went to do the show uh, thirty minutes ago, yeah,
2: uh, we the
0: got- it, it it didn't work, and he gets on the line and says, well, "Why did I come over?" I said, "That defeats the whole purpose of this." <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> you said a little bit more than that, well, and I you, did. you started ranting and raving. And you must have bumped something because, in the middle of your rant, all of a sudden we had you. You and were hooked I, up. And I know
0: I was, what it, I know what it is too. I well, know the line that I touched.
2: Ah, well, don't don't touch that one again.
0: No, and ironically, it's blue because you said press a blue button.
2: And I I will say, two of our three engineers are probably the best in the entire business. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you were in you were in very capable hands, and I say that because one of them is standing next to me right now.
0: I know. Well, why in the hell is he coming over here again? Forget it. <laughs> I don't know.
2: He, and now, I said, course. tell me what to press. <laughs> anyway, you know, I what? made a couple of observations today, Joe. I had to drop the boys off at the in-laws. Uh, she, they're going to stay with Nana for a couple of days. Sure. Even in the outskirts now, we're seeing a bit of panic buying and a little bit of hysteria because, I, you know, she lives. She doesn't live in the metro. But I also noticed gas prices, Mm One eighty for a gallon of gas in the city of Rockford. Damn. Yeah. Woo. Well, I would
0: say the same thing to that, that I would say to the federal government's initial plans for an economic stimulus program to stimulate the economy. Uh, A, you're going to buy cheap gas, you're told not to go anywhere, and B... Why would you uh, have a, a trillion-dollar stimulus package to stimulate economy that is closed down? Well, why, not, why don't we figure out a better way to send the people who truly need it that money?
1: Well, how do we do that?
0: I don't know. I don't know. But well, I'm not going to get anything. But, but sending everybody a check for a grand or two grand, where are they going to go? They're not going to go to a restaurant. They're not going to go to a movie theater. They're not going to go to a club. Joe, They're not going to go to a gym.
2: Joe, so we're going to pay bills.
0: They're going to pay their bills. Yeah.
2: yeah. And that—that yeah. that is what's going to keep everything somewhat moving. I mean, th- during the press conference today, I forget who it was that spoke, but basically came out and say, listen, you young people that think you're immune from this, you are you're not. There's more cases now in Italy and other places where young 20-year-olds are now becoming seriously and almost deathly ill because of this. So the the millennials and young people that think they're above this, they're not.
0: Well, does it surprise you that the behavior of 20-year-olds is incredibly selfish? Does that surprise you? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Look at the lessons from the failed academy. These are are coddled, entitled children who have been... uh, who have been uh, caressed at every step of the way and told there should be no bumps in the road of life and are wholly unprepared for this, but wholly unprepared. Do
1: you think some of it is just what we all had when we were that age? We all thought we were infallible. I know I did.
0: Well, okay, but uh, if, if something like this happened when I was 20 years old, uh, I would I guarantee you, I'd have, I would have paid more heed to it than the kids on the beaches in Florida. Yeah, I, I can't say the same for myself. Okay, I, I
2: can't. I don't know that I could either. Yeah. Well, then you're morons. Well, so of course we are. Do about it, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So do, I,
0: realize,
1: right. do
2: realize? you uh, realize Do you
0: realize that there's a tax uh, IRS forgiveness? Uh, we have until July 15th. To pay the taxes? I've
2: kind of figured something like that was coming. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I'm oh.
0: reading this from today's Wall Street Journal. That
2: is a he- I,
1: I didn't see that anywhere in the Star Tribune, and thank goodness, because I Treasury, really need that.
0: Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin on Tuesday announced the IRS will allow individuals who owe $1 million or less in taxes. <laughs> and a t-
2: you almost <laughs> gave Kenny a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs>
0: who owe... Who owe a million, well, that's all of us, basically, who owe a million dollars or less in taxes, an additional 90 days beyond April 15 to pay their bill. Ah. This high threshold is designed to open the relief to many pass-through businesses that employ workers but file taxes through the individual code. The delay will also apply to corporations owing less than $10 million in taxes, and the IRS will waive interest and penalties.
1: That's great news, and now I can hear myself. Thank you, Paul.
0: Yeah, you've, you've, gotten, to, uh, you've gotten out until July 15th. Uh, I suppose uh, it was considered problematic uh, to go visit a tax guy. Is that put yourself back in the public yeah. face? What
2: kind of ramifications would that have? Since nobody will be paying, is that going to have economic impact at all? What do you mean? If if people are waiting, you know, an extra three months, let's just say, to pay their taxes, because let's be honest, we're all going to wait to the last minute, like we would have anyway. No, uh,
0: well, I won't. I won't. Because uh, it, it, it. By then, wouldn't you have to declare that additional three months of income?
1: No. Oh,
0: Think about that.
2: No. No, because no, it's, no, it's this is the last, 2020 year. Calendar for last year. It's year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I, well, jeez, don't scare me like that. I'm a real dumb guy when it comes to this. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I have another question. Um, you're now at home, so will this be the first time? Not at.
0: I'm not at home. I'm Sorry. in the mayor's Sorry. office.
2: Will this be the first time then that the CP actually hears you broadcast garage logic? She's heard all that ranting and <laughs> raving all morning long. She she did, want her... Were you on the air when you were saying
0: those things? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, dear. No, no, no. Uh, no, not really.
1: Remember how yesterday I, I said both live and uh, on Twitter that Joe was remarkably calm? Yes. That's mm-hmm. not the case no, today. No, we, we,
2: we flipped the dial. <laughs> we're
1: back to normal Joe today. No, no.
0: Now that we're uh, paddling along, I'm I'm back to being very calm. I take my tragedy straight. It's the everyday stuff that gets me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm stealing the line from a movie I'm recommending to people. Everyone's saying, well, we're all stuck at home. What are your suggestions? Well, one of my favorite movies is an early Jeff Bridges movie in John Herd, uh Cutter's Way. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Oh. And all kinds of bad stuff happened to the John Heard character. And he says, I take my tragedy straight. It's the everyday stuff that gets me down. That's oh, that a great good. line. Yeah, yeah. Cutter's Way. Cutter's Way. Ah. It's it's fantastic. It was probably mid seventies. Boys, you want to feel smart?
1: Boy, do I ever. For the first time ever.
0: <laughs> A woman in the US has become the laughing stock of the internet. Oh no. After realizing that she has spent the past few days washing her hands with a block of cheese.
1: <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Was it
2: Kenny's Velveeta?
0: It was a woman named Miley from Vancouver, Washington. Oh she thought she was doing her best to stop the spread of coronavirus by thoroughly washing her hands with a bar of soap. <laughs>
1: oh, that's great.
0: Unfortunately, she instead succeeded in spreading some rather mature-looking cheddar on her hands over the course of... Several days. It just
1: doesn't lather up. (laughs) No.
0: Sharing her story on Reddit, Miley explained how the cheese ended up being mistaken for a bit of soap after it was left out of the fridge following a drunken late-night snack. Uh (laughs) Waking the next morning, she assumed that the lump was the remnants of soap. She also was keen to stress that she does actually keep a bar of yellow unscented soap nearby for such use, with the two evidently getting mixed up. Wow. Just realized my soap wasn't working. Because it's cheese, she wrote.
2: (laughs) You know, I know that when I tie a good one on and I need to go get something to eat to calm things down, I'm going for a block of cheese.
0: No, you know what you'd end up doing? (laughs) Eating the soap. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Just realize... my soap wasn't working because it's cheese. She wrote, I use a liquid soap for the dishes. Bar soap like this is gentler on my hands after I do chores, if that makes any sense. It was a couple of days of, why isn't this foaming? <laughs> I came to realize it was a dried out square of Tillamook sharp cheddar. Whoa, I, suspect that's good I, stuff. I suspect I left it out when I was intoxicated and just forgot. There's a helpful picture of what cheese looks like here. Okay. People were quick to comment on the major hand-washing mishap and the most obvious question. But One asked, but that must mean, have we been eating mac and soap the entire week? Oh, (laughs) no. A second echoed those concerns. Does that mean you put the soap in the fridge? And a third said, to be fair, to you it does look. Like a block of soap. Oh my goodness! So that's just a little something to lighten the mood. A little something to lighten the mood. And we need that, don't we? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. I think so. I think so. Say, I've got great news from Schmelz Countryside. Oh, well, I printed it out. Let's see if I can. Oh boy, this was uh, another tirade. See if I can get it here.
2: You mean brand new copy points from our friends at Schmelz? Schmelz Countryside,
0: Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat on the southeast, southeast. Quadrant quadrant. of Highway 36 and 61. Safety and confidence in your car purchasing experience are at the utmost importance to us. Remember, this is a generational family dealership. They're going to be more aware of your needs than these outfits that are, you know, owned by a conglomerate who own fifty different car stores. So what they're advising is if you don't want to go in, take a virtual tour of any car at our dealership. And cars can be delivered to your home for inspection and demonstration. And those cars will have been fully sanitized. They will wipe those cars down as thoroughly thoroughly as I wipe this machine down that Weber brought over here. I got out the sanitized cloth <laughs> and I went after that sucker no like one, nothing you've ever no seen. No
1: wonder it didn't work. That's what sure. you
0: boob. I, I banged, the, uh, banged the cord out of its place. Oh, All soosh. financing and loans can be handled online or <laughs> over the phone. Uh, this is fantastic. Schmelz is uh, going the extra distance here. And by virtual tour, check out the inventory of Volkswagens, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. Uh, let's say you want that Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Uh, call him up and say, boy, I'd sure like to test drive that baby. You're going to bring it over and she's going to be germ free. Mm-hmm. Germ free. <laughs> so uh, go to v, uh, go to uh, Schmelz, S-C-H-M-E-L-Z, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, excuse me, and com. Take a virtual tour and arrange to see the car of your choice. As you clear your throat there, I've, yes. uh, uh,
1: I've- for some reason, um, um, oh, oh, never mind. I can't find it now. I was—I have this awesome quote from a commercial here on Twitter, and I, they must change and pull these commercials because I go back to reference them and they're gone, and now I can't find it.
0: Well, I had the same trouble with Damn a piece it. I wanted to share today on a website I found, and I can't find it you now. You
1: know, nothing beats the newspaper. That's no, the problem. I
0: know. I know, but the newspaper is uh, from front to back is is a coronavirus.
1: It, I think it, just from my sketchy memory, it was about the Stelvio, and it was something about 50-50 weight balance on these cars that makes them handle so phenomenally. And, wow. and it's 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 an SUV, right?
0: It is, but it's also true of the sedan, the Giulia, which is probably one of the sexiest cars on the market. It's just fantastic. I've never had any trouble in this Delvio. Bring me my April snowstorm. I'm I, ready.
1: I, I remember we drove it that. Uh, I was able to drive it one night, yeah. and
0: I absolutely loved yeah, it. Absolutely. Say, boys, Yes, uh, sir. we'll be back in a moment. This guy wears many hats,
3: just not indoors.
0: Joe Souchere. Yesterday,
2: you guys hear me? Yes. God, quit touching that thing. Seriously, you're driving us crazy. We just told you during the break to quit playing with the microphone.
0: Yesterday, we agreed that it's going to be the behavior of the American citizen that will determine how we handle this coronavirus yes yep we have to behave well and uh in 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 what are becoming the fleetingly uh, the fleeting opportunities of even being around other people we have to behave well around other people uh so today we started by making uh, marking the realization that the uh Principal component of this that we're trying to overcome right now is this initial rush of running around like our like chickens with our heads cut off. Right. Okay, that's going to settle down. That's going to settle down, and then we'll move into another phase. But uh, I found it troubling. Uh, maybe troubling is the wrong word. I, I found it, uh, at the very least, interesting that the coronavirus has hit the New York Police Department. There are more than two dozen officers out sick. Uh, precincts are like ghost towns, and this is where uh, behavior is going to have to come in. And I, I think it's naive of me to expect feral youth to behave. So I don't know what the upshot of this is. Uh, if this country, who's eating something? I'm counting my money. Oh, if if this country loses its coppers, yep. Uh, we uh, yep. Uh, well, it'll be more incumbent on us to behave, to just behave like, like you predicted yesterday, Chris.
2: Yeah. And th- I guess the part that keeps resonating with me is desperation, because at some point, a certain section of our society, Joe and Kenny, is, is just going to absolutely have to resort to desperation because they don't have another means, whether it's they lost income supply whatever but i don't think
0: i don't think that's the phase we're at yet
2: we're not we're not but i'm worried that we might eventually at some point get there
0: i would place desperation in the category of phases we might have to endure but i still think we're in phase one which is what the hell is going on
2: i do too i think that's where Uh, we're at uh
0: phase two might be uh a respite of some sort a, a settling down uh, only to have another wave of the statistics uh, broadcast or made available to us when we would ramp up uh, a different kind of what the hell's going on. We'll have a little bit more knowledge. And then depending how that phase goes, I would imagine that uh, uh, desperation could come into play. Uh, I, I told you guys earlier uh, this week that if I had to stock up uh, I see I'm I'm predisposed to not being a prepper. I, I don't buy it. Okay. Uh if we're all in trouble, I'll see you in heaven. I'm not worried about going into a bunker and then come up and be last one of the last twelve people on earth. <laughs> I, Hell think of that,
1: it. I think that'd be cool.
0: <laughs> well, I know you. Would. But so I'm not a I'm not a prepper. So I asked the C P today, okay, let's say let's say all grocery stores are gonna shut down, which they are not right. going to do. Right. Uh, how much food you got? And she said, uh we'd probably be good for a week. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's about it. We'd oh be good boy. for a week. Yeah. Huh. And and that does not alarm me. That does not alarm me. I, I uh, But I
2: don't think the, the, the suppliers, the rest the the restaurants, the grocery stores, the uh the the, the targets, the things of that of the world the Fratellonis, Ace Hardwares, I don't think they're going to run out of stuff. I mean, yes, they're going to run out of toilet paper and paper towels once in a while, but it's not as if trucks are going to stop coming to right. their stores.
1: Right, and everybody from the top down has been reassuring uh, America that the
0: supply chain will continue. Uh,
2: because and- it's needed now more than it's yeah. ever well, been.
0: We had yeah. this statement yesterday for the Minnesota Grocers Association, and they're saying remain calm, be uh, be respectful, we have the food; it'll get to the stores. And I love what some stores are doing—reserving uh, certain times yes, right. for people who are most vulnerable: healthcare workers, uh, the elderly, uh, the uh, uh, immune-compromised, whatever. I think that's that's the way we're going to have to behave.
2: And London Byerly's kicked it off, weren't they the first ones to do that? Nope. Yes, yeah,
0: seven yeah. to eight, seven to eight. If you're a nurse, you can get in there and get your stuff.
2: Nurse or elderly? Was that the? Was that the nurse?
0: Event? Nurse elderly. I would imagine cops. Yeah. I would imagine Compromise, firefighters. Compromised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever's uh, going to be out there working so among the people.
1: There's a great F. Scott Fitzgerald quote regarding stocking up that a guy named Stephen Kinzer, who I believe he works for the Boston Globe. Uh, yeah, he does. And he, uh, he, he tweeted a letter, a portion of a letter, from F. Scott Fitzgerald while under quarantine in southern France for flu in 1918. I think you guys can relate to this. Zelda and I have stocked up on red wine, whiskey, <laughs> rum, vermouth, absinthe, white wine, sherry, gin, and, Lord, if we need it, brandy. Please pray
0: for us. <laughs> Beating ceaselessly against the tide. Well, I hate to say it, but he's my relative. Right. Uh, Well, now I understand where you. Uh, But you know what it's going to be like, fellas. I I wrestle with it better than (laughs) now, Scott.
2: I got news for you, Mister Broken Shoulder. You know what this is going (laughs) to. You know what this is going to be like, fellas. When we were younger, we'd we'd find a a friend of an older brother, and say, hey, will you you go get me a six-pack? I'm going to be at Barley's finding a (laughs) 70-year-old woman saying, hey, here's a 20. Will you get me a stack of toilet paper? It's going to be the same thing.
0: (laughs) Uh, As if uh, the virus wasn't enough, this is a significant uh, 5.7 earthquake uh, shakes Utah. Oh, really? Salt Lake Airport closed. Is that from Stacy? Uh, This is not. This is from the Associated Press. Gotcha. When did that Uh, happen? uh, Uh... well, this is dated two hours ago Wow, huh. uh, on March eighteenth uh of this year, this was dated eleven o four a m and uh uh I have yet to see uh Tracy weigh in. i'm sure she will i'm sure she will she is uh garage logic's own geologist. i think we're better pre-
1: better prepared for that than we are for what we're going through right now mm-hmm Um, you care to address the non believers about this, Such? I've been, we've all been getting emails and texts and even um, tweets from people going, Hang in there, guys. You're really, really getting beat up on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you care to address that, Such? People are mad at us because we're part of the media and we're perpetuating this what they refer to general i'm generalizing here
2: myth and joe before you answer that uh we have another breaking item uh we are now up to seven thousand cases in the u.s including all 50 states with confirmed Well, you can
1: take that info right there such and run with it
2: i will address
0: your uh i will address the comment that we're getting beat up on facebook that's the only place we're getting beat up and I think there's a social dynamic in play. I think that Facebook users tend to herd together and have a life of their own. Uh, I've told you this before. Why can, they, why can 50 comments to one of my columns in the newspaper be sane, uh, fairly rational, often in agreement with me, while the same 50 posts on Facebook would be tearing me to shreds? I don't understand it, Joe. Well, I think there's two different audiences involved. I I think there are people who are willing to be uh, inquisitive and thinking and rational. And there are people who have chosen to to believe that Facebook is their principal conduit to their citizenship. And it's, uh, for my money, uh, I've never wanted any part of it. I think it's a dreadful, dreadful medium. And uh, I don't care if we're being taken apart. That's not why I think it's a dreadful medium. I think it encourages people to do less thinking for themselves.
1: Yeah. Wow. But,
0: uh, uh, now, what, are we supposed to? Uh, uh, what do you mean es- I told you yesterday. I told you ahead. yesterday. I told you yesterday. One of the tasks we all have is discernment, is looking at the news reports, sorting them out, And making decisions, that's the definition of news, by the way. Things that happen that cause you to make decisions about your daily life. That's what news is. So the coronavirus is news. And now the task of every sane, reasonable, well-intentioned citizen of the world, the United States, their job is discernment. How do I put this together? How do I put this in context? How much risk am I in? And I've done that, GLers have done that, our our staff, our GL staff has done that, and I think it would be an absolute absurdity not to give this illness all the respect it deserves. Yeah,
1: and I feel exactly the same way. And
0: Now, I'm not happy about the fact that in July I might be sitting where I'm sitting right now, but we are also an impatient country. And that's why phase one, we're going crazy. Phase two will be a respite. Phase 3 we'll have more knowledge. Right now, we're still in phase one. And there's a great, well, there's a great many people in this country that think this is laughable. But there that, is-
2: Oh go ahead Sergio.
0: Well, you know, they'll they'll point out that 15 people a day probably die falling off a step ladder. Sure. That's not the point. Sure,
1: and we got that early on with the comparison to the flu. The flu was mm-hmm. much worse, you know. And
2: long, I know that there long. are still a, a a a section of people that still believe that this is all just a media-driven hype machine, but I wonder as as after your Facebook comment, I wonder, let's let's go back 25 years. If something like this was to hit our world not even our country but our world at the at the at the rate that it is would it still be as big of a story as it is in 2020 because we didn't have the social media tentacle back then and we didn't have for the most part 24-hour news networks that covered topics like this how how,
0: how far back do you want to go cuz i have an answer
2: i have i, I said roughly 25 years
0: uh, let's go back farther okay go back 50 years okay what year would that be? 1970. 1969, 1970, Nixon in office. Well, that might be a bad analogy. Let's <laughs> go Let's go back. Let's go back to the 50s when Eisenhower was in office. And now the coronavirus is spreading. I think people would have been unified in their concern about it because they would have had more trust in the government. I think I think one of the hallmarks we're seeing today and why there's this division is that you got half the people who don't trust the government, and half the people who do. Wow.
2: Yeah. But you also have, I mean, I guess then you'd also have to take into account, in 2020, we're probably, from a medical standpoint, able to combat something like this much better than we were in 1950 or even
0: in 1980. Right. Yeah, well, I'm of the generation that got thrown in the station wagon to go get the polio shot. I have a buddy, a very close friend, who's the last guy in St. Paul to have escaped the iron lung. Wow.
1: Well, and uh, my uncle, when I was a kid, he had a permanent limp that was from having polio as a kid. Well,
0: my guy never wears shorts because one leg's different than the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, and
1: that's why he. Learned, and he
0: was a hell of a collegiate swimmer and everything else. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that that has delayed his life in any way. But uh, my point being, uh, we have been through this before in this country, whether it's polio or H1N1 or SARS or AIDS or HIV or swine flu. Remember, we went through the bird flu.
2: Yeah,
0: and. Really not much came of that, did
2: it? No, there wasn't nearly as much um, hysteria as there is with this.
0: But a a great deal might come of this. And that's that's how you have to act at this moment. In the phase one, in my estimation, you have to act like this obviously is very real. People are dying.
2: Mm -hmm. And I wonder, too, because for the average... You know, twenty-five-year-old. Yes, they were alive for nine eleven, but it didn't probably impact them the there way was, that it did were, the rest of us.
0: No, they were six years old. My
2: my point being, this for the most part is kind of the first real hysterical moment in many, myself included, in many people's lives.
0: Yeah, and what you're seeing, what you're seeing, let's just let's just continue to pick on the beach goers uh, during spring break. What you're seeing is they are incapable. Of recognizing this as a trauma because they've never had any and never intend to.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great—that's a great way of
0: putting it. Uh, in the, they're 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 handheld through the failed academy. Yeah. There should be no bumps in the road. Yeah. Don't tell me there's a disease coming. That's not in my life's view.
2: Yeah. Uh, seeing a headline right now, uh, GM, Ford, and Fiat Chrysler have halted U.S. production. And the,
0: yeah, there goes my Fiat stock. And yep.
2: the
1: UAW was pushing for that, so they got their way. Um, I know there was going to be a meeting this morning with the MAC, the Airport Commission, and contractors out there, and it sounds like they're going to stop all construction uh, at the airport. You know, As you know, that place is under construction permanently. Basically 24 oh, oh. hours a day. Oh, yeah, okay, seven that- days a week. And so they're going to... The rumor is that that announcement will be made today, and there's also rumors going around uh, talking to people that do business out there that the airport itself will probably be, well, I shouldn't say probably, might be possibly closing.
0: Okay, that helps me better define Phase 2. I And I'm making this up. I haven't read this anywhere. Phase 1 is what we're in right now. Yep. Uh, in terms of, let's just say, how seriously Logic is taking it uh, and having me broadcast remotely. We're in day three of that.
1: That's yeah. it. We're
0: in day three.
1: And truth be told, Joe, we should have done it all of last week.
0: Well, if I got it, I got it. and I'll, I have your attitude, Kenny. I'll go see the boy. I'll go see the man. Yep. Uh, but here's the deal. So phase one is this anticipatory anxiety. And so yep, uh, let's stop that construction site let's let's close the airports. let's stop all flights. okay, I think phase two will see us selectively reopening things as as things calm and we get a better handle on the spread. I think phase two, which might be two weeks from now or or more or less, but let's say two weeks from now it it would not surprise me to to find that. We'll be giving ourselves permission to judiciously
2: reopen places, but that probably won't be happening for what—at least two weeks, three weeks.
0: Well, at least two weeks, yeah. But but you know those those construction guys are going to settle down now and 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 get as educate and their superiors will get as educated as the rest of us. And the next thing you know, they're going to decide we're uh, we're certain that we can resume work with safety. And in fact, we're going to be putting in these additional safety measures. Maybe they'll use this break. Uh, just, let's just stay with the airport construction. Maybe they'll use this break to update their equipment uh, in terms of uh, face masks or whatever. And uh, they'll decide in, in two or three weeks, maybe a month, Let's let's resume some things. I think that'll be phase two.
1: Yeah, keep in mind, During all of this, the supply chain is still going on. There's still people driving trucks. There's still people working in those docks. There's still people forwarding freight. And that stuff will never, ever stop. It can't Uh, stop. Otherwise, then the United States just goes on lockdown. Complete complete lockdown.
0: Well, then... Then it's martial law. Then you're in anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I think thinking those things is a dynamic of us being in phase one. Thinking those things is a, is a component of uh, how little we know and how seriously we should be frightened. Wow. And, if you, and if you Facebook freaks w- want to continue believing this is nothing, uh, good luck to you, but you're going to end up killing the people around you.
2: Mm-hmm. There was a, uh, I forget who put this out there, but basically how you, know, you might feel ill in a couple of weeks, but then go back in time and think of how many other people you interacted with because you thought you were fine and that this was not a really a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, we that's something that none of us would have thought of a month ago.
1: That's why I was just yeah. counting my money because I've got to stop in the convenience store on the way home and do I buy one pack or 9000 packs? <laughs> you know, because and the only reason I would do it is because I don't want to have
0: to go into that store again.
2: Right, you want to make one stop. I
1: don't want to interact with a fellow that interacts with hundreds of people a day. Right.
0: You know what hasn't stopped? The best beer submissions. Oh, man. What do you got? And we need Joe, it more than ever. But one of them's uh, one of them's a bit strange.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, Joe, as best beers continue to come in, I have decided to add my own best beer. For nearly the last 30 years, myself and three other St. John's alums have have been taking a week-long October vacation at a northern Minnesota golf resort. We head up early Saturday morning, and as a tradition, we will stop at one of those familiar small-town taverns you would all recognize for our first beer. Small-town bear beer, wait, stop, small-town bar, and a grain-built premium. What a great beer. But it doesn't end there. Once we arrive, even though the Gophers are playing an exciting conference game, we will head out to the first tee. After teeing off, not before. We must tee off. We crack them open. So imagine northern Minnesota fall golf, a course to yourself, and a cold beer.
1: Oh, sounds perfect.
0: This last part is just for you, Joe. As we reach the first par three, hole number four, we smoke them if you got them. <laughs> we, we fire up the cigars. Great friends, cold beer, cigars, and golf. What could be better? Good luck and keep bushing back. John, blue check. All right. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Well, you need these thoughts in times like this. This one's a little different. It's from Charles. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hi, all. Uh, just want to let you know I'll have my first beer tonight. Oh, it man. Was, this was dated yesterday. I am 70 years old, but I have dementia. So I'm thinking, how did he know that was his first beer? <laughs> I'm already really... <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, well I mean, you know what? That's a fair I think that's a it's fair a, question. I think it's a fair question. Uh, I'm it, a 70-year-old, and he goes, oh, yeah, I have dementia, too. Is the second paragraph the same as the first paragraph? It's just all one line. Got <laughs> it. Oh, <okay. laughs> got, it. got it. But nah, I thought they're going to be okay. I thought that was. A, yeah.
2: Uh, uh, oh, well, you know a, what? Hey, Charles, congratulations on your first beer. <laughs> and you know on what? your dementia. And on, if the, nothing was going to prevent him from
0: enjoying a St. Patrick's Day beer.
2: That's right. Yeah. I'll I don't,
0: say. I don't know why he uh, uh, felt the need to add the dementia part, because that only makes somebody like me terribly curious. Right. Well, you're uh,
2: an inquisitive mind.
0: As to whether he maybe is maybe forgetting some of the earlier first beers he might have had. Yeah. But good luck, sir.
2: That's right.
0: Good luck to you. And uh, good luck to all of us. You know, the other people that are taking great care for you customers is EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. EcoFunMotorsports.com. The preseason Batelli uh, bike sale is on right now, but here's the deal. You pick out the bike online, they'll deliver it to you. They'll prepare it and set it up and bring it to
1: you. I had something. Oh, I know. Uh, Metro Transit is asking everybody who normally rides buses and the train to reevaluate their travel needs and, if possible suits, find alternate modes of transportation. Now it at first occurred to me that, oh yeah, hop in your car, but a lot of these people don't have a car.
0: Well, that they need to hop on a Bentelli electric assist bike or an extraordinarily economical internal combustion scooter. All of these are available at EcoFund. You can shop online. You can pick it out. They will deliver it. No interest financing on all electric bikes with approved credit. And uh, the selection now is fantastic. These bikes are the lowest of the season, and uh, they're taking care of you. They're thinking of you. They're thinking of your safety. You can uh, go to their great website. You can pick out what you want. They bring it to your house. And like I said yesterday, they'll probably, while they're there, be glad to make final adjustments uh, in the event you need the seat raised or lowered or what have you. But uh, take advantage of these great opportunities because uh, our our sponsors are fantastic and they're doing their best to keep up with where we are now, where we are in phase one of the, uh, coronavirus, Go, uh, EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, EcoFunMotorsports.com. We'll be back in a moment.
2: No, nope, not that
3: one. That's <laughs> truth, justice, and the suture.
2: This is what happens when you put Reavers in charge of the liners. So I'm st-
1: moping around the house yesterday i take a couple of naps and go upstairs every now and then i look out the window the front yard the backyard and i'm thinking i'm gonna have to be doing this for the next three months really (laughs) and it's kind of brutal right now because the yard looks yucky um but i know that as soon as we get some sun As soon as it warms up, that yucky yard is going to turn into a thick, luscious carpet of green. I've got good news for you all. All you bummer dans of the world, the best lawn in the block. It's just a click away, ProfessionalTurf.com. I've been a customer for about a 1,000 years. All you have to do is have one of the ProfessionalTurf.com lawn technicians. They're going to stop out, look at your yard, see what it needs. Then they'll create a three- to five-step program that's going to keep your lawn free of weeds Crabgrass and weird old men that breathe really heavily into their microphone while they're waiting for their friend to finish their ad. (laughs)
0: I'm trying to cancel this printing job while
1: I'm dreaming of ProTurf. All you have to do is mow and water. They're locally owned. These guys have been around since 1982. Guaranteed results and the best lawn in the block. They're all yours. Did I give you the address? I should have. ProfessionalTurf.com. You can call me. You can email me. Whatever. I'll give it to you again. ProfessionalTurf.com.
0: Everybody here on staff uses them. ProfessionalTurf.com. Yeah, I'm learning something about this printer.
2: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If somebody sends me an email and has a picture in it, the printer takes about an hour and a half to make sure I got every stinking bit of color in that thing absolutely correct. Isn't that, oh, it drives me crazy. Wow. Yeah. Does a nice job, but. uh, Hey, do you have a color printer at home? I got a set. Yeah, I got got three, (laughs) why? Joe, I am struggling with people who know better, thinking that it won't happen to me. My wife and I watched the governor's press conference announcing the closing of bars and restaurants on Monday, during which he stated that people should not go out to one last hurrah-type dinner that evening. I have a friend who works for the state in a department that is involved in what is going on. Within an hour of the press conference, he posted a picture on social media of a large dinner plate at a restaurant saying they were enjoying one last dinner out for a while. I called him out on it, and he blew it off saying there's hardly anyone here anyway. I'm afraid there are too many others out there that believe it's not real or won't happen to me. Stay healthy, everyone. Rick, uh, I think that's because those people who went dining are struggling with being in phase one, right? They, mm-hmm. they, don't, yep. they don't know. Yeah. Finally, we're done with this printing. Holy smokes, that took a long time.
1: But there's a lot of us, Such, that we, we really want to go out and, and we really want to support these restaurants, you know? Yeah, but we they're not wanna, open. And a lot of them are going to close down and never reopen, and that's upsetting. And we want to figure out a way to support these people. But
2: they're not open.
1: Yeah, uh, well, a lot of them are open for curbside service, and and a lot of them can't figure out how to do that.
2: Yeah, I know we talked to uh, Todd with 30 Bales yesterday. They just launched their curbside. I'm trying to find it right now because he had an official uh, notification. We're going to talk to Billy Kozlak here in a couple minutes, too, to see what the update on Jack's is. But and I know a uh, lot of these places are doing just that. Kenny.
1: Can we later like maybe tomorrow or Friday give my guys over at the coffee grounds in Eau Claire a call? Absolutely. I, I, I want to see how Eric and Julie Absolutely. Because at least in, those, in their case, you can still get your coffee. All you have to do is go to the thecoffeegrounds.com and order it up. Boom, it's at your door.
2: Alright, here we go. 30 bales. We're up and running with our carry out menu this morning. This was two hours ago. Open 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. We've got a lot to offer including most of our daily menu and special... Stop it! and spe- i'm shutting them off. And special family style meals order anytime by calling 952-930-0369 or visit 30bales.com/eat for our online menu. This offer is while supplies Jeez. last.
1: It's like when the dog stands there and his tail
2: is That's exactly what a- it is.
0: smacking against the cupboard.
1: And you know what? I'm trying
2: not to touch this microphone. I didn't want to point this out earlier Joe, but you're now forcing me to this is like Ricey in Fort Myers. It is. It's yeah. exactly it is. Yeah. I can't get this bleeper to connect. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. How you doing, Suchi boy?
0: <laughs> Subject line of email, COVID-19 and motorcycles. You think I'm not going to read that? Yeah. Oh, what's it say? This is from Mitch Klempf. I run a British, I run a vintage British motorcycle parts business. Oh. I just sent out an email to my customers to let them know I am still open during this crisis. Here is the email. Thought you might get a kick out of it. Clemphs, British parts. Just a quick note to let you all know that we are still open and doing business at this time of the COVID-19 crisis. As long as UPS and the post office pick up and deliver packages, we will be here to help you with your parts needs. As you social distance yourself. Now may be a good time to get parts and work on your bikes. Get them ready for when the crisis passes. We are offering a roll of toilet paper free <laughs> with all $300 orders. Nice. Ask for a free roll if you'd like one, limited to the first 30 customers.
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> means they've got a
2: case and they're going to dispense it.
0: People really adjust, don't they? Oh, yeah. Well, that's one to. thing.
1: Uh, for us uh, grease monkey types, at least we've got our shops, you know. We can go out yeah. there and get some stuff done and not feel guilty about it.
0: All right, my favorite story of the day, if there can be such a thing. ISIS issues travel advisory oh, to terrorists. I saw that <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> yes. So listen, all you people bent on murdering people, stay put because you could end up dead. Right, and don't go to France. Yeah. <laughs> Islamist terror group ISIS issued a travel advisory to its members to avoid Europe because of the coronavirus, calling it the land of the epidemic. <laughs> Homeland Security today reported the message from the editors of the terror group's weekly newsletter, Al Naba. The healthy should not enter the land of the epidemic, and the afflicted should not exit from it, the message said. Oh, bleep, you idiots. <laughs> the full-color infographic also claimed that the numbers of those who had perished from the disease are much greater than what's been reported. They added that China was claiming the recovery and discharge of some patients with the disease to reassure people and to reduce the catastrophic effects. Okay, in previous Al-Naba newsletters, ISIS acknowledged that many Muslims were calling the virus a punishment from God Almighty. ISIS also exhorted their members to cover the mouth when yawning and sneezing. Thank God the terrorists are behaving.
3: The terrorists are
0: behaving. Shouldn't we send them to the worst place? God almighty. (laughs) Honest to God, their terrorists are asked not to go to Europe. Are you kidding me? That's a good thing. You know what? The breathing you're hearing isn't me, it's Kenny. I'm.
1: Not even my face is away
0: from the mic. Uh, somebody's, somebody's, somebody's breathing. Uh, <laughs> no, they're going to be okay. Billy Kozlak runs Jacks.
2: Yes, he does. We're going to find out. He's a long-time partner with uh, Garage Logic. Don't stop breathing. We're going
0: to find out his reactions to the. Clamp down on the food industry. Uh, he'll be joining us shortly. Thank you. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sugere. Is Billy Co... Hello. Yes, sir. Is Billy Kozlak
2: joining us? Yes, he is.
0: Billy? I'm on. Hi. Think think of the history that Jack's Cafe has been witness to over the years. How, when did it first open?
3: 1933, right after Prohibition.
0: Think of that. Think wow. of that.
3: Wow. You've never seen anything like this, I bet. Not even close. And 9-11, uh, the eeriness of that first two days seems like nothing compared to this. Yeah. What are you... Uh, what are you going to do? What are your plans? Jax is a long-time tradition for people. What are you going to do? Yeah, we've you know generations of employees that work here as well. Well, currently, you know, like everyone else, we're going to do some to-go stuff for now. But, you know, that, that reduces some inventory. But, I mean, it's like having a lemonade stand. The first kid on the block made money, and then all the kids copied. There's lemonade stands everywhere right now. So that, that doesn't get us very far. So we, you know. We got to, we got to hope that we can get back open and this thing passes and hopefully there's some relief for our industry because there's probably over 50% won't survive this. How many employees do you have? Fluctuates, but at its height in December, we have about 90 employees. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. Oh jeez! So we're down to me and uh, four right now and uh, that's today.
1: Are the jobless benefits uh, that the governor is talking about and rolling out, are they going to help those 95, those 90 people?
3: Um, Well, it, it will give them something. Uh, you know, of course, they tell them to go get their sick pay first, which will just tax the business owners even more, yeah. and, then, and then get their unemployment. So, you know, th- th- that's a pretty good band-aid, at least, that they have something. If they don't do something for the, small business owners, though, those same people will just be on unemployment forever because if the businesses don't reopen, there's no jobs. Billy, I
2: heard something yesterday. Andrew Zimmer was on with Barrero on that other station, and he brought up an interesting point about what you just said. Is there a way we can cut out those taxes with the government to ease that burden from people just like yourself?
3: Well, 100%, right? So there's been a lot of talk on the federal level of payroll tax relief and th- that would be huge it doesn't do a lot right now because there's no payroll when sure. people reopen it's almost like a, a bridge loan if they extended that till the end of the year the employees would gain and the employer would gain uh you know we, we have twenty thousand dollars or so a month in payroll taxes uh and that yeah. you know goes up certain times of year so that would be huge uh you know the if they Put a halt on, uh, you know, sales tax for a month or two, or you know, a property tax. Anything, anything would help. But the payroll tax would probably be the biggest one long term, and then something short term to get people backed up. The loans don't do a whole lot because when you're talking to people that have zero money coming in right now and might have thirteen thousand dollars a month just in utilities. Oh, Who wants boy. to borrow that money, right? You're going to guarantee your own death. If, you know, if this thing's last too long. Jeez.
0: Has Jacks ever had to shut down before for any
3: reason? In my knowledge, other than uh, the snowstorm in '91, uh, yep. Um, and and then there about four winters ago, we had a pretty bad snowstorm where we should have shut down and stayed open for 12 customers, but other than uh, weather, not not since I've been around.
1: Okay. Billy, you brought up something that had never occurred to me in all this talk, and the restaurants and the industry has been in the news here constantly. You made reference to clearing out some of your inventory. That's Mm -hmm. not something that's – this is a dumb question. That's not something that's covered by uh, insurance, is it?
3: No, unfortunately, you know, my first thought was would we – Possibly be a case of interruption of business uh, insurance. Yeah. And from what I'm hearing, no. Um, and so, you know, so yeah, like I said, we can do some to go. Like yesterday was a tough day. We, you know, we had bought and prepped for, we do a pretty good St. Patrick's Day. Nothing like St. Paul, but we have our locals. And our mayor superseded the governor and decided Minneapolis yeah. should close at 11 for so him standing there. Yeah. You know, like, served a few and fed some police officers, but, uh, so now you got to get rid of, I'll donate some, some of my produce that we just won't use to, to, uh, loaves and fishes or one of those. I have a contact that's coming to get some food tomorrow. Some stuff we can freeze obviously. Um, but you know, you can't, free- first of all, if you're freezing it, you're just putting money on the shelves anyhow for an un- unspecified time. Right. Wow. You know, it'd be nice if we had a, uh, if the if the if the ml if they gave us a temporary off-sale license and a lot of these people you know there's places that have anywhere from 20 to $200,000 in liquor and wine inventory and there's plenty of buyers out there right now boy is um, there yeah and so you know for some people that'd be huge if there's some smaller places if they could move $6,000 of uh, liquor and wine inventory um I don't think they would hurt the liquor stores that much because they're going to be selling it well, forever. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Billy, uh, best of luck to you. We uh, we're rooting for you and all our all our restaurant clients. Uh, I know you're doing a hell of a job, but you're faced with this is insurmountable odds at
3: this point. Yeah. No. You know the problem is there's no answer, but we appreciate it and your show and our customers love you guys. So keep doing what you're doing.
0: All right. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Billy.
3: Good afternoon. Uh, thanks. Yeah.
0: I hope they get open soon. I hope they all get open soon. Do you know the canals in Venice? Are you familiar with the canals in Venice? Sure. Venice is a town, uh, Reavers, in Italy. Oh, okay. Thank uh, you. They have (laughs) gondolas, uh, funny-looking boats. Yeah, sure. (laughs) The uh, canal water is the cleanest it's been in living memory after coronavirus locks down, leaves the water clear, and fish are visible.
1: Because there's no boats and there's motors just nobody out there, just nobody on the canals. Oh, yeah. you're
2: reminding
3: me. And I'm wondering,
1: do, do we really want to see that? Do we want to see all the dead bodies and dead raccoons and everything else that lays at the bottom of the canals? I don't canals? think we're seeing that,
0: Kenny. They're they're talking about something cheerful, like seeing Bones the swimming fish,
1: gutted uh, out cars, and mattresses, and old, old. TVs. <laughs>
0: Old popes,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah a pope or two. Yeah. Come on, I, I don't know if we're gonna. We want to see that. That's gross. How do we
0: possibly shape a positive Thursday show? A story uh, show. We, uh, we can't do a non-coronavirus show. That's right. all there is to talk
2: about in the world well, right it's now. The, yeah, we can't avoid the topic altogether.
0: I will do my best to put it together
2: so that it's palatable. Well, let's let's get the. Okay, uh, found it. Okay, hold on. What, Sorry, Kenny. What do you got? Uh, you mentioned something that re- that reminded me of an email that I thought I had forwarded you, but apparently you did not receive it last night. It comes to us from Kyle. Joe, are you ready for this? Sure. <clears throat> Subject line: Corona and the mystery. Hail mm. the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. I'm going. Wait to a ma- minute. I'm. Sp- I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> right, <hey laughs> you. Joe. I'm going to make a prediction that I sincerely <laughs> hope does not come true. I had a lengthy dissertation plan, but I'll cut right to the Cliff Notes version. In the coming days, weeks, months, whatever, I predict that you will hear from the mystery on the significant reduction of CO2 levels in mother's atmosphere as a result of the coronavirus. Hear me out. They will gleefully relate to reduced use of various modes of travel, transport of goods, methods of transportation, etc. that rely on the use of that evil thing known as fossil fuels. Since we all know that fossil fuels are killing the planet, then we need to keep on the same path and not revert back to the lives we lived B.C. or before Corona. While we're at it, let's throw in some social engineering pet projects like free sick and safe time, universal income, free universal health care, etc., Governor Walz's proposal to shut down the food and beverage industry dovetails perfectly with that because it impacts low-wage jobs. I could go on, but I think you know where I'm going with this. I'm confident you and the boys can run with it. Keep pushing back, and good luck. Kyle in Duluth. Oh, boy, my brain is racing. You go first, Joe.
0: Uh, It's already uh, being celebrated. Well, I just gave you an example of the clean water in Venice. There are also uh, satellite photographs that show how clean the air is over China. Uh, it's, already, uh, it's already been well established that the reduction in travel is improving uh, air quality. Uh, I, I, nothing surprises me about the mystery, and I will not dispute uh, his contention that efforts will be made to use this to bring about the mystery, but we're rooting for that not to take place.
1: My take on this is everything that Minneapolis has done with the 2040 plan promotes the coronavirus and all of the viruses that are gonna come afterwards. Number one, and I think we might have talked about this on the air yesterday, um, the no more drive-throughs, no more new drive-throughs are going to be allowed in Minneapolis. That's a huge mistake now because that's exactly what we need for these restaurants to continue. We need drive-throughs. Number two, high-density, jam-packed, tit-to-ass, elbow-to-elbow housing. Where, yeah. we, where we're breathing down each other's bleeping necks yep. in, in these two-story four-story and five-story buildings that they're putting up all over in Minneapolis right now because they want us all jam-packed together so we don't use our automobiles and well, that, plus that,
0: they, they don't they resent the family and their individual home because they've never worked hard enough to have one
1: but this is uh, everything these two items of their 2040 plan is just going to kill more Americans more mm-hmm. Minnesotans mm-hmm Oh boy! Now I'm hot and bothered. I, I've gone from depressed to super angry. And,
0: and and we're I read that we're about the sixth best place to be in terms of activities undertaken by state governments. Uh, Minnesota is about the sixth most aggressive state in trying to get on top of this. Yep.
1: Yeah, have you noticed the map that they've been throwing out of which counties are infected?
2: Mm -hmm. It's all in the seven-county metro. It's all the counties closest to what? The state's tallest tallest buildings. buildings. Mm -hmm. But I think that that then leads to, you know, because we GL fans are all over the place, including all over the state of Minnesota, I think a lot of the people that that do fear this aren't in that seven-county metro area. Just because it hasn't directly affected them.
1: So should we forgive our friends up in the Arrowhead or up in the Iron Range or out in the Prairie that are saying to us, you guys, you know, this is your deal. This isn't about us. I
0: I don't forgive them. They just haven't become educated yet.
1: Do you feel that every
0: county in Minnesota is going to see this on a critical level? Based on, based on, discernment in how you're interpreting the news, yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I can see how they get lax. You know, my mom went shopping last Saturday, and I, I got on her. I, I, you know, I'm, Mom, what are you, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then you look at Douglas County, Minnesota, and there's not one case. Right, yeah. But that doesn't mean that some chucklehead didn't get off the freeway, didn't go into the Walmart or Menards or, go or get f- gas. Fleet Farm or, or, right, any one of the gas stations and spread his yuck around.
0: Well, the other day that one of the kids I used to have drove in here and said, "Would you please get me some gas?" So I went and got her gas, and when I came back, she said, "You really shouldn't go anywhere." <laughs> well, what the hell?
2: Wait a minute! Yeah, you just yes. sent me on an errand. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: well, you really shouldn't go anywhere. I love your kids because they're just like the staff
2: right. here at GL. Just no, to torment him. <laughs> yes. yes.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're going through my toolbox, taking all my masks.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I almost brought my masks uh, down from the farm last weekend.
0: Well, I didn't let them have my varnishing mask. They're not getting that one because that's a uh, that's a uh, uh, got the two cups on either yeah. end. Is that the one you wore to the fair? No, I didn't bring that one to the fair. I just wore a regular sanding okay. mask to okay. the fair. Okay. And, and and there's these masks I have, they're not the kind that protect you. They just keep sawdust out of your mouth. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking
2: well, of the you... fair, is that the thing that's next?
0: Well,
1: uh, I'm worried about Indianapolis 500. I, I'm expecting any day for that to be canceled. Uh, LeMond just got moved back, Joe,
0: yeah. 24 hours. Depends how quickly... We can reach phase two. Phase two being, based on dreaming this up uh, on the fly during today's show, phase two being uh, a bit of reconciliation after after we calm down from phase one and then deciding judiciously what can continue and what should not.
1: So what's phase three? Phase three is where we learn that phase two didn't work and we're back to phase one? Uh, you know well, where do you draw the line? Are we going to keep bouncing back and forth because at some point we're going to have to reopen
0: well, what could delay phase two is such overwhelming amounts of information pouring in daily, all of which confuses that phase one continues yeah i need a we need a break from from yeah. uh we need a break from headlines for just twenty four hours. So let us slide into phase two and take stock. Yeah. Right now it's chicken with your head cut off running around. And that's not doing well, anybody any we've good. We've
1: got positive Thursday tomorrow, and let's commit ourselves to between now and then finding some fun stuff to talk about.
0: All right, you guys are on the hook as long as I am. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: We'll yeah. Be here. yeah. Uh, what else am I going to tell you?
2: You're going to tell us about Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. Well, I, gotta, I got I got an still email. Open.
0: I got an email.
2: Is it Redu- still printing?
0: No, it's done. Uh, Doug took a picture of himself in front of Grunhofer's this morning, yes. Doug the barber, because mm-hmm. he went in to lay in supplies. And uh, he took a full-size picture of himself in front of the building, and it took about 20 minutes for that to print out because <laughs> I got the most beautiful color photograph of Grunhoffers you've ever seen in your life. Fantastic. And, you know, and Doug is standing there proudly in front of the building having uh, laid in his supplies of meat, from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo. Man, I, you know, under the grocery rubric, i got to think Spencer will be able to continue to just stay open and open and open. Yes. And yeah, we got to make a run. One of us has got to make a run.
1: If anything, he can, you know, they can order from outside and he can bring it out, you know. Yeah. That's true. Limit the amount of people in the in the room the way uh, my guys at TK Mags are doing.
0: I don't have the copy with me that has Spencer's number on it. I'll have that tomorrow because I bet if you called Spencer, well, look it up on the. I'll do it right now on the interwebs.
1: Right now, the rest of us are internet savvy. We can do that. And I've got a tip for you, Joe. Since you like to print everything, when you get when that print queue comes out, select black and white so you're not wasting all that ink.
0: You can do that? It'll it'll print a lot
1: faster. What the
2: hell?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You learn something every day, don't you?
2: you (laughs) 651-426-2800. That's what we call the city desk at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats? Yeah, give that again. 651-426-2800. I bet they'll accommodate you. Of course they will. Yeah. They're the best in the business. Oh, absolutely. They
0: absolutely will.
1: Uh, that You brought up by reading that piece, did you say Doug the Barber? Doug the Barber. I really need a haircut. Yes, you do. And everything's been shut down. That is getting out of control. And I'm to the point, Joe, where I'm going to have to go out to the shop one of these next couple of days, take off my shirt, yep. and get out the electric razor, yep. and, and just give myself a deer camp haircut. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what, Doug the Barber, if you're listening and you can figure out a way that you and Kenny can safely, uh, it's tough to give a haircut from six feet away. I
1: don't want to put Doug the Barber at risk, but I was wondering maybe if I could come over to your place. Oh, I like that idea. Maybe you could. Yeah. No, a, I'm not. I don't want the, you. Uh,
0: I've moved, by the way. I don't... The, uh, give the soul man a hand. <laughs> I've, I've moved. I'm oh. not even where you thought I was. Oh, and, you did. Oh, yeah. We we sold. You finally and, talked uh, her into it. We're gone. We're oh, gone. Okay. We're gone. Good.
2: We're gone. Good. Yeah. 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 So, let's go. Oh, by the way, uh, we're now up to 7,400 cases. Yeah. In uh, the U.S. We were at 7,000 when we started the show. So, folks, it's not a hoax. It's real. <sighs> so, we got that going for us. Well, Stage
1: one. I feel like we didn't do... We didn't cheer anybody up today. This is just—it's a- Wednesday. We'll do that tomorrow. You guys have to promise, though. <laughs> Seriously, I'm
0: trying. I will. Okay. I will. All right. I gotta listen to this to see how I sounded. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> all right. And and can, I hit that? Do I hit that disconnect? No, now?
2: please don't do that. Wait till we're done, and you can listen well, to that disconnect. show at GarageLogic.com. Please do us a favor and rate and review the show on iTunes. We'd love to hear feedback from you. And uh, yeah, don't
1: don't get optimistic as you go to hit play on the uh, on the. Did you hear me
2: disconnect? (laughs) (laughs) Nope, you're uh, you're still there, sir. This machine
0: is my new little buddy.
2: Yeah, I'll say.
0: (laughs) Well, everywhere my machine. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Now I'm going to disconnect. Here we go.